So, Mrs. Tango, the button has turned red, which means we're recording. And we had promised with our hands on top of a bottle of Tito's that we would have one a month. And then we missed last month. We lied. We didn't lie. We did not prevaricate. We actually did intend to do one a month. And then, hey, the good news is the life stuff that came up only delayed us about a month or so as opposed to three years like we've had in the past. <laughs> so we're making progress. And nobody died. And nope. um, nobody had COVID. Uh, yeah. But we didn't have COVID. That's true. So uh, tonight we're going to have Nick and Nora with us. And they have recorded with us actually a couple of times. Say hello, Nick and Nora. Hello, Hello, Nick and Nora. Okay. And they, they came and visited us for a weekend not long ago. And we're going to ask Nora. She got to try the Motor Bunny Buck. She has been on Mrs. Tango's Sibian and ask her to give her notes in comparison of those. And then we're going to go into our main topic. But before we go into our main topic, Mrs. Tango, can you kick us off? Today is Saturday, June 3rd, and you are listening to Two or More to Tango. Like I mentioned, Nick and Nora came and spent a fun weekend with us, and we all got to see our portable playroom that we moved into the den, and Nora got to try out the Motor Bunny Buck. She's tried out our Sibian, but this is the first time that she's been on the Motor Bunny Buck. So, Nora, we'll throw it over to you. How did you compare that versus the Sibian? Well, <laughs> they're both a lot of fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of blood flow to my brain so (laughs) (laughs) then it did its job (laughs) yes it did uh got quite jellied knee legs and uh (laughs) but they're they're both a lot of fun and If, if you were to be able to get one of the two for free which would you pick probably the sibian and why would that be well, um, I would it be a name recognition thing? I think so, and I like the feel better. The vibration was enough, yeah. not the it didn't require the thrusting head. Yeah, I like the vibration that it is what stimulates me the most. And for anybody that's listening that doesn't know, I think most of our listeners know what the Sibian is because we've talked about it a lot, but the Motor Bunny Buck is it has vibration it has a box you sit on it like you do a sibian but unlike the sibian it actually thrust up and down as so there are three different oh what's the word i want three different mechanisms yeah but you've still only got two controls you've got a vibration control and an up and down speed control uh, with the sibian you don't have the up and down you no, just you still have the you penetration have a, and you have rotation. a rotation instead of the up and down. Yeah, it did seem like, so uh, for the people listening, what we did was we put the Sibian and the Motor Bunny Buck face-to-face, 
So Mrs. Tango got on the Sibian facing Nora, and she got on the Motor Bunny Buck, and they got to enjoy each other while they each got to ride. And it made it really nice for us guys because they went ahead and had their first orgasms really easily. (laughs) And it took a lot of the pressure off of us for later play, although I think we had a good time later too. Yeah, they, the, the ladies were, were turning each other's knobs while the gentlemen were turning the knobs on the controllers. <laughs> this is true. Nick is not wrong. So our, our <coughs> excuse me. So for our general topic, Nick and Nora, we've known them for a long time. They've been in the lifestyle for a long time. How long have you two been in the lifestyle? I'm going to say around 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. We started when we were six. Ah. <laughs> it's that new math. So about 15 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. And so we've both been in the lifestyle for quite some time. And the question that we were going to talk about tonight is how does the lifestyle change for a couple as you've been in it? longer and longer and longer or does it change so we asked on twitter we asked that question of people and we got a lot of responses in direct mail in private mail of people giving their replies and their thoughts so i would just ask y'all before we get into what people told us what's your general thoughts on how it's changed for you two well i think we're certainly less nervous than we used to where we were when we started very uncertain at times, anxious, I guess, would be better. And the more more you experience things together, the more you know what the other person is. You you can read the other person better, you know. Mm-hmm. So you can, you can, you kind of know what's going on with, with your partner more so than you did when, when everything was new. When you first started the lifestyle, how long had the two of y'all been together? Well, we actually met in the lifestyle, a little known fact. Ah, <laughs> I knew that. Uh, Nora was the uh, sort of the proverbial uh, unicorn, and I was something else, but I was a single guy. So, and we met, and uh, God, it was just it was just wonderful from the first moment. So, so you so you were. You started the lifestyle while right from the beginning when you two were together. Yes. I had been in it for maybe two or three years as a single before that. And then then we met. And I don't know, were you, you were on there before? I was about a year. Okay. So you took one of the very few proverbial unicorns off the market. Snatched her right up. <laughs> How did, and that's how y'all met? Was it on a lifestyle board? Yeah. Well, uh, let's just let's start with, with some things that some people have told us, and we'll discuss those after uh, we do them. Why don't you read the first one, Mrs. Tango? I will. We started with so many rules. We could tell by the time we explained all of our rules to a potential couple, they were looking at each other, and for some it was, see ya. But everyone said, Figure out your rules and stick to them. We talked and decided which rules were really important 
and which weren't. We ended up with same rule, no pain, soft swap. If anyone says stop, then stop. Then we went to full swap, same room, no anal, stop means stop. And we see those rules getting cut down in the future. You two who had both been in the lifestyle when you first met, did you have a bunch of rules when you started? Our, our number one rule, so we, so we met in the lifestyle and became a couple, and we, kind of, we, we stopped life, the lifestyle for a while. And after, after a bit, as we were getting, we were just together, so we were getting everything we needed there. <laughs> so after a while, we got to talking about it. And we both had enjoyed that a lot, so we decided to do it as a couple at that point. How is it different doing it as a single and as a and how is well, it different from as a single and as a couple? Right. Well, our our very first rule that we that we made as we were planning to do this, our number one rule was if if ever this activity interferes with our anything in our marriage, we're done. We're out of it. And it really never did. We've been mm-hmm. it's gone great. But that was that was rule number one. Uh, we were we were both okay right out of the shoot with a full swap. We always and we started this way and still today we always meet a potential partner <laughs> or partners beforehand at, as with no play agenda on the table at all. We just meet them for a drink somewhere or or whatever. So, and that's the way we met you too. Also, yes. So we, we just sit down and have a conversation. There's no pressure on anybody. Where, where where the four of us came from, where we met, was a very uh, sort of a rural area, not a lot of big city activity. And so this was not the most common thing to be having going on in that area. So it was good to meet people and, and have a conversation and see if they were really on board with this or what was going on. And uh, very often you'd find people, and very often you would find people who've never done this before. This was going to be their first first try at the lifestyle. So we, we ended up being the first couple for, for quite a number of them, I think. Let, so, me, let me ask you a question on rules. That, that made me think of something. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we know couples that are full swap, and one of their rules is no they don't want to play with any soft swap couples. How do y'all feel about that? We have done we have done soft swap couples, and that's mm-hmm. that's not a problem. We enjoy that very much. It, we have no no issues there whatsoever. Uh, we met a soft swap couple too long ago in our new new hometown, <laughs> and uh, they invited us to meet them down at a at an axe throwing bar of all places. And we <laughs> Oh, the old cliched axe throwing bar lifestyle pickup, right? That's right. It's it's the subject of every porn movie you ever see. So we sat there during the evening, had a real nice conversation. They were great folks, and then they invited us over to their place. And if it's going to be soft swap, then we're not so much concerned with moving right into it on the first, first meeting. But usually, if it's gonna if it's a full swap thing, we'll have a first meeting, and that'll be the end of at the. That's, there's no play that night. We'll go back. The two of us will discuss it. Make sure that everybody's 
good with it, and then we'll set up an actual play date after that. It might be the next day, or <laughs> who knows, but uh, we just like to come together with no plans on the table and go away and then come back together with with plans on the table. And, but, you, uh, and you stay with that rule still today? Yes. Yes, we do. Are there any... Go ahead. With the soft soft swap couple, um, you know, there was going to be soft swap, and we were sitting at the the axe-throwing bar for a while. (laughs) And they didn't live very far away, so they invited us over to their hot tub. So the four of us went over in their their hot tub the evening. So the the axe-throwing room didn't, uh, throwing bar didn't have a group room or anything? It was not. It was not. So, yeah, we went over to their hot tub, and we had a nice evening over there with them. And we didn't do a whole lot. It was mostly just some hot tub activity. There yeah. was, and they wanted to get back together at a later time. So, so Had they played with a lot of couples, or were they fairly new? Well, they had a lot of experience. Um, all Well, almost entirely soft swap. She said that there were only maybe a couple of uh, couples that they had done gone further than that. It has to be an extremely good uh relationship for them to, to do that but so they do they mostly are soft swap and they had a lot of experience i don't know that we ever told you this but uh we were still relatively new in the lifestyle when we finally met up with you guys now as i recall it took us a good year or so before we actually connected well it did and we it was all circumstances i mean we had injuries and illnesses and uh, God knows what. I mean, all sorts of things happened during that year. <laughs> I think that's the two or more to tango curse. That, uh, <laughs> but 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 we also had the thing of okay, we're not going to do anything tonight. We'll just meet up with them and then we'll we'll discuss. But as I recall, we did have the Sibian in the back of the car. <laughs> we we truly did. We we brought. I don't know if I ever told you that. No, <laughs> but we had the Sibian just in case it became something that we said, you know what, the hell with the rules, let's go play. Just in case the evening takes a turn. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so as long as we've known each other, you just discovered something new about us. Uh, you know, for us on the rules, since we're talking about rules, we obviously started out <clears throat> as just soft swap. And we were that oh, yeah. way. For the first year. Yeah. So about a year. It was about a year. Yeah. Because the the first time we went and played with anyone was in a club. And then we went to Naughty New Orleans. Six weeks later. Six weeks later. Um, I think we might have gone to that club twice before we went. Yeah. So, and we had a lot of time, saw a lot of a good time at the first Naughty, even though we, and we've talked about that a lot in this on past episodes, our very first episode at naughty that ended up going from deer in a headlight to having a six of them in the room but uh i wonder where those people are i do too (laughs) and and we're kind of like you guys we've we've uh, we have a lot of fun with couples that are soft swap Uh, one of our favorite couples that's how they play is soft swap only and we have a wonderful time with them so we don't uh, I understand couples that are full swap that only want to be full swap, but we don't have any problem with that either. Yeah. And I don't know how many. I have rules some. We I had. have some really good soft swap skills. Indeed, you do. <laughs> uh, well, for us, for us, I think um, 
it's the it's the personal connection. And I don't mean physical connection, but the, the personal connection at that first meeting uh, where we find out how well we get along and interact and what have you. And if, if, if that all goes well and everybody's feeling comfortable with it, then it doesn't really matter whether they want a full swap or a swap. I, I agree with mm-hmm. you. Let me move to the to the next one, and I'll read the second one. For us, when we started, and we resemble this one, when we... We resembled the last one. We did, yeah. Well, no, did we? Yeah, we did. So we, what were all the rules that we had that we got rid of? We had the... Soft swap to full swap. I've had too much Tito, so I'm sorry. <laughs> What are you drinking tonight? I'm having Tito's and cranberry juice. Uh, I'm drinking Glenfiddich scotch. Uh, for us, well, this is the, the couple on DM. Uh, when we started, we were really focused on making sure each other was okay with the other couple. So we developed all of these signals for each other to let each other know if it was yeah. a yes or a no. Code. I, remember you, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Hootie-hoo. Yes. <laughs> So this couple said they developed code words and then they'd accidentally say a code word and it would really screw us up. And then we'd try to take our code word back and that got awkward. So we tried to make the code words more foolproof. We practically went as far as tapping Morse code on the table. (laughs) But after a while, we realized we knew each other well enough that we knew what the other thought or just to look at each other was enough. That's not to say we don't, on a rare occasion, get it wrong. We met another couple for drinks that we met online not long ago. And I just knew for sure my husband wouldn't click with the other woman. So I made sure we kept it to drinks only that night. was real proud of myself. On the drive home, I found out he was really into her. We talked about what I saw that I thought would make her a no for him. And I found out from him why I was wrong. But we laughed about it and learned a little. And I asked in a follow-up DM, and I don't have it here in the notes. I said, well, did you contact that couple and then reconnect and let them know you wanted to play? And she said, yeah, we we thought, ah, you know, I hope they weren't disappointed that, that we walked away, although we had said that we usually don't play on first date. So once we realized we both liked both of them a lot, we contacted them and said, hey, would you guys like to come to the house for drinks and then whatever? And they said, uh, no, we just didn't really feel the click. <laughs> but uh, but it happens. It happens. Did you guys have signals? How have you, or to this day, how do you know when you meet a couple? Because you do a lot of online meeting. Is that your primary way of meeting people? Yeah, it is. Um, and we'll, you know, we meet online and then maybe have, a telephone call as a first, you know, a first discussion of things just to kind of get a little bit acquainted there. And then we'll meet someplace for a drink or for dinner or what have you. But uh, I have a question since, you know, where we, we met you was very non-lifestyle friendly. So there were not clubs nearby the region. Yeah. The region we were in and the region that you're in now is a little bit more open yeah. Uh, we know of clubs that are relatively close to you. Have you discussed going to visit one or more of those? We have met uh, couples who do 
attend the clubs, or a couple of the different clubs, and we've discussed it with them. That it turns out that the clubs, uh, you know, their advertising is great, but the reality from people who've gone there say it's really not that great. In what way? Um, they're just not a very, uh, I don't know, not a very classy operation, I guess, is the way I would put it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that I'm looking, not that I'm the classiest guy in the world, but I mean, just <laughs> to feel like it's a clean and well-maintained operation, and this apparently is not. So now we got, there is one in a city that's an hour and a half away from us that apparently is quite nice. And we received, uh, I got contacted on the website, on the lifestyle website from this couple, wanting to, saying that, oh, they really liked our profile and they really like, they're going to have a house party, or maybe it's in the house, a party, and they would really like us to attend. There'd be a bunch of other couples there as well. Now, we'd never met these people, never had a conversation. This was the opening deal. <laughs> so... I went back and forth with them a little bit on email. I'm usually the one that communicates with, with people. Mm-hmm. It, it just was odd because they had pictures, and the pictures were a decade or two younger than us. <laughs> and it just seemed odd that they would suddenly leap on ours as, as something that they wanted. So we really paint us as a desirable couple. Well, <laughs> So it sounds like they look like the couples that you see in the photographs for, like, Desire Resort and the like. Exactly. Where they all look like models, and you go, okay, I could never go there. And then they reach out to y'all who are good-looking, but we're both on the older side of the half of the lifestyle. Yeah. Well, so some conversation. I had several back and forth with them over a period of a few days. And what finally, and I was, you know, okay, this could be interesting. There'd be house parties. And, you know, she was saying there was going to be people there for all ages and body types and the whole thing. So as we explored it a little further, it turns out they were recruiters for a private club in this city. And you had to fill out application after application. And you had to get a, a, you know, a blood test and you had to do this, you had to do that. Had to pass a bunch of, of hurdles before you could ever even get in the door, plus a membership fee <laughs> that was substantial. <laughs> so so I, we, we kind of let that go away. Several months later, the same conversation appeared again from a different a different couple, different pictures, but the same names. <laughs> Were they getting a bounty? I believe so. I'm sure there was some sort of a fee for everybody that they brought in, and that, that was what that was about. But So that was kind of an interesting, you know, exchange. That's different. So y'all still haven't gone to a club, have you? No. 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 We're, we're more into a little more intimate setting, you know, three or four people, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe six, but... <laughs> But that's more of our our speed of things. We just appreciate that more than than the group. So, have the two of you ever had signals for each other? How do you know when you're with at a at a bar, say having drinks with a couple? How do you know yes or no? Well, because we're not going to usually do anything on that first meeting, it doesn't matter much. We have the uh-huh. conversation and we go our separate ways. Now, 
it, it doesn't always work that way. I mean, one night, what? <laughs> I got to look. One night, we met a couple at a little, a little lounge someplace back in our old, our old stomping grounds. And gosh, they were great. We had a long, great, great conversation. Every everything, and they were a nice looking couple. It was all everything was good. And so we were gonna get back together. And so we get in the car and leave. And I said, "Well, that was good." She says, "No way." What? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Why not? It turns out this guy, unbeknownst to me, because I'd never met the guy, but unbeknownst to me, this guy was a dead ringer for Nora's father. Oh. And he was deceased at the time, but it, so I'd never met him. But it was a dead ringer for him, and she just was not seeing this happen. <laughs> and I could understand that. No kidding. So when we started, we did try to have signals. Do you remember different things we tried? It's been so long ago, I don't. We would. Do you? So, yeah, when we started out, we have lived in the South, we've lived in the North, and I think anybody who's ever lived in the South uh, have y'all as part of their vocabulary. If you hear a bunch of ice in the background, that's Mrs. Tango getting more Tito's. I heard the gurgling of the jug back there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, she usually takes a, a jug of Tito's, and we have a relationship to where they ship it to us like the Moonshiners jugs that you can kind of turn on the side and glug it, and glug it down. <laughs> so she'll usually be glugging it down while she's pouring a more respectable glass. Although, if you've been with us, you know that our drinks are usually pretty strong. Anyway, back to the point. So we would, but one of our rules was we would say, okay, if one of us says y'all, that means, yeah, I think we're, I'm good with this couple. And if we say you guys, it means, no, I don't think so. But of course, like this couple, we would accidentally say one or the other. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked to couples and you can really get into things like, you know, the moon is blue in the north when the cow jumps over the rock. Yeah. <laughs> and for us, we've been married so long that we just really know each other really well. And we tried the different signals because we had been told that's something you need to do. And we would be at an event where, you know, you might get asked right there. I think that happens more in a club or an event than it does if you have the control of setting up a dinner with somebody online. And I think, I mean, if you talk about how we do it now. We just kind of. Even if we're at an event or something. We kind of have a shorthand that's nonverbal. We do. It was an accident that I had a long time ago. Oh, stop. Oh, oh no, it's not that kind of. Never mind. That was bad. Hope, and totally politically that incorrect. That was totally incorrect. I apologize for anybody with short hands out there. <laughs> hope you can still reach everything. Uh, it, yeah, well, you know, it, as you've seen me, and I'm kind of like T-Rex, so. <laughs> Which, you know, I'm sorry, uh, Nora, that that, you know, makes me a little bit less in some things. But it's why I'm really good with my tongue. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't remember what we were talking about now. We were talking about um, how we do it today in terms of we meet a couple. Like Mr. Tango said, we have been together long enough with that we kind of know how the other person thinks about any given situation. 
So we have a nonverbal shorthand. Yeah, we can. I think it. I, being around the two of you, I think you're probably the same way. We've we know each other well enough that we can just tell with the other couple. Anyway, why don't you read the next one? Go ahead. <laughs> when we started in the lifestyle, we were so worried. No one. And would. this again is a direct message from somebody on Twitter, not us. We sound like to tell the truth. You know that new show? Well, it's a new old show. I have how no they, idea where you're going with that. How they how they give Oh, when they come Anthony, on and they're the three of them are standing there. And Anthony Anderson. And they say He reads you know, the, their bios. And the and the he reads their bio and it says, uh okay. I had three heads at one time and <laughs> was was recruited by all the big soccer teams, that kind of thing. Yeah. Which was really easy to get on the show because only one person really had three heads. But go ahead. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> you started it, not me. <laughs> when we when we started between in the, the shorthand and the three heads, I've insulting everybody. When we started in the lifestyle, we were so worried that no one would want to play with us that we really weren't very selective at all. We were just excited we got a hit. That led to a couple of bad experiences. Now that we have had a lot more experience, we are not totally focused on whether the other couple likes us. We're also very focused on whether we like the other couple. We are a lot more selective in who we play with. We prefer couples we can enjoy being with, even when not playing. So Nick and Nora, your comments on that? I think that's exactly exactly right. We, we, there's... Well, you guys are a great example. When we, we met you guys, we enjoyed doing all sorts of things while our, with our clothes on and out in great outdoors. You know? <laughs> um, and that's I think that's part of the bond that we developed. And there's been other couple, a few other couples where we've had a very good relationship like that. Were you uh, have you become less selective or more selective as the years have gone by? I think think that the more experience you have, the more the more you kind of know from previous, you know, previous encounters what what is good and what might not be good. Mm-hmm. And this would one of the things one of the things we've seen a few times was we'd meet a couple, and as we're talking, it becomes apparent that one of the two of them is really interested in doing this, and the other one is kind of along for the ride, so to speak. and maybe not all that sold on the whole thing yet, but willing to give their spouse the benefit of the doubt to try and try this out. Those usually don't go all that well. Uh, Do you typically see that it is the male that's into it and the woman going along for the ride, or have you seen it the other way around? I think mostly the other way around. The, The woman was into it. And the husband was not so much. <laughs> that surprises me a little. Does it surprise you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it was. Uh, I mean, I can think of a couple of them where uh, the woman was very enthusiastic. She was ready to go. Maybe had previous experience doing this, you know, before you know, from a previous marriage or something. And the and the husband or the male partner was was all new to it. Nervousness of things with him tended to cause. Uh, performance issues that Nora was not in appreciative of. 
I, I, I follow you. I, I think one thing that a lot of people who aren't in the lifestyle would assume, and this is why I asked the question, is the kind of cliche of the guy has the fantasy of it and yeah. he drags the, the girlfriend or the wife into it and she's just going along because she doesn't want to disappoint him. I have been surprised in the 14 or 15 years we've been doing this. You're looking at me like it couldn't have been that long. No, it's like seven, eight, nine. Uh, well, if you count the very first time we did Girl, Girl. Oh. I guess we did Girl, Girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, we've been doing this. We've all been doing this a while. I have been surprised how many times that when we talked to couples that it was the woman who actually got the two of them into it. And I think for a lot of people outside the lifestyle, that would be a surprise. Now we did have one situation. And again, we've yeah, talked, we saw this up close and personal. Yeah. We, we don't, we've talked about it in a past episode, but we did go uh, listen to us. Our very first event. <laughs> if you listen to our very first naughty, you hear us talk about a guy that tricked his wife into coming to naughty in new Orleans. No. And then he paid the price because yeah. she loved it. And he oh. realized the fantasy was a lot more fun than the reality. And they played with us. And then as soon as they finished playing with us, she went out to the pool and she was grabbing somebody else to go play. <laughs> and I realized as I say this, that might be kind of damning on my performance. But, <laughs> but we had a really good time. And he just, uh, we heard from people later, he was kind of literally balled up in a corner because he couldn't handle it. But uh, it is surprising to me how many women are the ones that lead people into this. Yeah. uh, We met a couple, there was one couple we got together with like that. She was the one who had done this before, was very enthusiastic. He was completely new to this. This was back in the, in the, the rural area yeah and we actually drove a long ways we we drove quite a ways to meet him for dinner one night and and then we just scheduled the thing to get together and actually play and we we're in a motel in this in this town and it was a the beds were kind of small so there was a couple on each there were two beds in the room and so there was a couple on each bed and he was just nervous and anxious and didn't know you know he, and he wasn't he wasn't performing at all. He was kept watching over on our bed. And and she was, she was very enthusiastic. She was fine. So she and I were, were, everything was great. Which probably made him more insecure, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. To the point where in the middle of everything going on, uh, he jumped up out of bed, put his pants and shirt on and left. (laughs) (laughs) Left the Elvis had left the building. (laughs) Did that slow her down? Uh, Did that slow her down? Well, yeah. So at that particular (laughs) moment, not to be too graphic about it, but at that particular moment, I was was located behind her. (laughs) And she started to look back over her shoulder. And she said, I think I should go speak to him. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) It's too bad that uh, we can't do a lifestyle... uh, TV show because that would definitely be one that would an episode. <laughs> well, let me let me go to another uh, listener who sent us a direct message, 
and they had a little bit of a different take on this. They said, we've gone through a cycle. At first, we were the scared kids in the corner watching everybody else having a good time at the event or club, and we were certain that no one was ever going to be interested in playing with us. Does that sound familiar, Mrs. Tango? That's totally us. So if anybody approached us, because back then we were scared to approach anybody, we were so excited we'd say yes no matter what. Then we developed more confidence with experience, and we started getting more picky about who we played with. We almost had a checklist of what we were looking for, and if the other couple didn't check everything on the list, we were thanks but no thanks. But today we've circled back some, but for different reasons. We're still mostly picky with who we play with, especially if it's someone we've met in the area, like from a lifestyle website. But now we occasionally decide, you know what? We're just in the mood for some hot sex with another couple, and we're not worried about developing a long-term relationship. So we may be at an event and decide, okay, let's just find a couple to play with and not be super picky. This is going to be a one-time thing, like going into a group room at a club and just finding a couple playing and seeing if they want to join us, sometimes even without names. Most of this time, most of the time, we still make like to make lifestyle friends, but that's not a requirement anymore, depending on our mood. It's a lot like the previous Twitter, tweet, mm-hmm. tweet, Twitter, 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 uh, <laughs> and but slight with a slightly different twist. Yeah, they they went from not being picky to being very picky to saying every once in a while, we don't care. We just want to have sex with another couple and we don't really give a crap. We like them or not. (laughs) (laughs) So Mrs. Tango, one of the hottest sexual encounters we had was an anonymous group room encounter. And they are not people that we would talk about the hang out people and how it happened. We were in a playroom. Uh, a group room. In a group room. And we were playing together, just Mr. Tango and I. And the couple in the adjacent bed reached out and said, can we join you? They're very polite. They asked if they could touch you first. Oh, yes, they did. I forgot about that. It went from there. And then uh, the, to the, the, us. the funny part was, was she said, uh, do you like to play with girls? <laughs> and we both laughed really hard at that. But we ended up being in a, I think it's called a jay- daisy chain. Oh, yeah. And yeah. we had a really good time. But these are not people that we would be social with. Yeah, they, we, they, were, they were not, I'm yeah, not saying they weren't nice. They were nice people, but they were not the kind of people that if we were in a bar, we would go sit with them. But in a dark group room. uh, And they were not unattractive. They were not unattractive. Okay, all right. It wasn't like he had one eye in the middle of his head, anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) Mrs. Taylor just spit her teeth out. But what what I mean is they just, uh, we we have talked with them and met with them afterwards. And we have just realized we have nothing in common with this couple, which isn't a, but, talking down to them, uh, but the sex that night was amazing. Was just absolutely amazing. I mean, we both played with the other one, and then we ended up 
with him fucking Mrs. Tango from behind while she was going down on the other woman while she was uh, giving me a blowjob all at the same time. And like I said, it was just, you know, I would do that with them again any time. And that is a case where we're probably not interested in going to have dinner and drinks with them. We'd just say, hey, can we just go play and skip all that? Here's the place and time. <laughs> have you ever played with a couple that you uh, that you've decided later that you didn't want anything you just didn't have anything in common with them or do y'all because of the routine that you go through does that not happen and, well, and don't count us in that yeah we're not, <laughs> we certainly couples that afterwards we decided probably we wouldn't again but still we had the first meeting and everybody was got along so you go through a process because you're never like in a group room or something like that right right we're, we're conservative lifestylers <laughs> Why don't you read the next one, Mrs. Tango? For us, we've become a lot more open to what we'll try. We've realized how many things were on our never-going-to-happen list that for some reason we actually tried, and in some cases, we liked it. But we also realized that the ones we tried we didn't like were still interesting and, if nothing else, gave us something to laugh about later. Our first never-going-to-happen item was full swap. Soft swap was wild enough. Thank you very much. Then we talked about, okay, what's the worst can hap- that can happen if we try full swap with a couple, couple we trust? We can decide, nope, not for us, if either of us don't like it for any reason. Well, we liked it. So now we've decided to try some of the things on our NGH, never going to happen list. And we find it's added some new spice to our lifestyle play. We highly recommend it. So do y'all have anything, Nick and Nora, that when you first got together were kind of like, we're never going to try that? I'm looking at Nora. I'm curious about her answer. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so either. <laughs> Well, you both were experienced lifestyle people when you started with each other, right? Nora's pretty wide open on on, uh, <laughs> on the checklist of things. She, she, I'll, I'll just give that a shot, uh, and I am too. I don't. I don't have any big issues. We we've had probably ninety percent of our experience has been with other couples. This has been a you know two two couples, mm-hmm. but done some some threesomes with another guy mm-hmm. and we've done, I think just one threesome with another woman, yeah. uh-huh. which was exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You never, you, you never told us about that when you were here, we should have talked about that. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have it on, on the license plates on the car. Was she a, was she a unicorn or was was her partner just watching? No, she was a unicorn. Um, and uh, if I put it on my license plate, it would say more IV fluids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So what you're saying is that yeah, guys have this fantasy of being with two women, but uh, it's a lot of work. Be careful what you ask for. <laughs> 
You can't just tap out every once in a while. <laughs> you can, but <they're, laughs> never mind. <laughs> so we've done we've done that, and then um, so most of us, and it's been full swap, but it's been multiple couples, or, you know, with other couples. Not that's not very many times as a three way. Uh, Do you have anything on a we've never done that list that you think you may want to try in the future? And after 15 years, the answer may be no. Well, um, <laughs> Nora is has expressed an interest. This has been some time back, but she's expressed an interest in a DP. Right. Uh, but we've never gotten into a situation and relationship where we where we moved that direction. But that's still on the table. Okay. Right and on the counter and on the pool table. And <laughs> <laughs> so we're, that, that's still out there. It's not a, it's not a thing where it's a, we're never gonna, it's, it's something we just haven't yet. Sure. I, you know, for us, obviously we full swap was, was kind of like them when we did. It was soft, a very, it was a very quick domino to fall. I think most things that have been on our, I don't know about it list has been more about the anticipation of and anxiety and the anxiety of what, how can this possibly go wrong? And then once we did it, like, man, that was cool. I mean, like our first full swap, we had a great time with the couple we were with, um, which we'd known and trusted and we had identified that that's who we wanted to try this for the first time with. And and we told them it was our first time. And, yeah, they were well aware. And What was it she said when we got... We had played something about... She said, can we pull the rubbers out now? No, she said raincoats. Raincoats, that's right. Raincoats. And I looked at you and you said, oh, yeah. We We had a great time with them and... We hugged and kissed goodbye, and they left. Well, we played in our room, and then we lay, laid in bed and checked in with each other and made sure that we were both okay. And what I recall was, yeah, that was hot, but it didn't seem like a huge deal. It surprised me. And not for this to be ugly to anybody. Oh, I want to hear this. But we have likened playing in the lifestyle as when the four of us played together a few weeks ago in our in our den. We were your sex toys. You were our sex toys. And we just had a great time with these living, breathing sex toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's hard to say that without demeaning the actual relationship we have with you guys right no we understand it but it's it's we are trying to be each other's sex toys and exactly yeah and and i like i said i I don't i don't think anybody should take that wrong because we have a wonderful time before and after and we don't and i don't you know pull out anything and squirt it on you and clean you and you know let you you dry in the bathroom when we're done (laughs) I don't think we did that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think for us, we, we still have some things that are on our, 
I would say it's more of our bucket list, or as Angie from Average Swinger says, uh, our fuck it list that, <laughs> that we have said, yeah, we're never going to. Well, uh, you well, you had watched women get flogged before in a bondage room. Oh, yeah, when we were at an event. you and the other person were really into it. And, of course, she was really into it because she got tied up on the thing in front of everybody and did it. And then that one time when we interviewed our couple at their house and they asked if they could do that to you. and It was really hot. You said yes. And it was, I, you really, really liked it much more than you ever expected. I really did. Um, it, is it going to be something that we do ongoing? No. But it was on I, the not going to happen list. If our friends from up there where we used to live, were to come to visit, we absolutely would play in that direction. Now, you also did the rope play, and you kind of liked it, but in the long run, it wasn't as big a deal for you, right? Right. So, so we yeah, we, have, we still but have things was, on our list. But it was a conversation for the conversation starter for the event we went to that evening. That's after true. I was all tied up in this rope, rope get up. <laughs> Uh, the last one. I will read. You read. We're going to say it's a lot easier to say no to a couple, but as I was typing this with my husband looking over my shoulder, he said, oh, really? So we talked about it a little, and no, it's not a lot easier to tell a couple no. Maybe a little easier? What is easier is being told no. We are only a little ego hurt when we get to, when we get a no now i think for us it's a batting average (laughs) a batting average if you get more hits than strikeouts in terms of getting told no right i i kind of agree with them i'm at a point now and i think we are where if we get told no by a couple okay i mean yeah sure it sting a little it stings a little but for us, it is still harder to tell a couple no, I think. If they just mm-hmm. come up to us, like if we're in an event or a club and they want to play and we have no interest in them, it's hard for us to just say no. Well, how about you two? I mean, you, yeah. two are, you two are, so you meet at a bar with somebody, you leave, they really want to play with you. How do you tell them no? Yeah, that, that was was always difficult and it's it still is if, if you're in that situation um we i guess we've been maybe a little more careful about who we actually meet we do a little more preparatory work with a phone call or what have you before we before we meet on that first meeting so it's it's not very often where we would say no after that unless they look like one of our parents <laughs> <laughs> so how did you tell i mean you certainly didn't tell that couple well the guy looks like my wife's dad did you actually we did not there at the i don't think we told them there when we were with them i think we came back with an email later or a chat online chat thing do you think they believed you oh yeah i think he did okay i was gonna say i could see a couple saying well that's a ingenious way to tell us no (laughs) yeah well i i uh, so yes it's it's still difficult to tell somebody no but but again because of our process it's usually not a face-to-face no. <laughs> Do you find that 
more challenging or harder for you than if a couple tells you no, if, if that has ever happened? I can't believe you would think somebody told us no, but well, I'm just talking <laughs> hypotheticals. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, we Nick and Nora have hung up on us, so we're probably. <laughs> Actually, I, I, we have been told uh, there was no interest from time to time, and that's that's fine. I don't find that a, to be a. We yeah. we understand how it is, and so we're sure. it's okay. It's hard. It's hard enough getting. A single man, woman, 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 man, man, couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they agree, but when you have the permutations of four individuals, that everybody has to like everybody. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's a couple. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. There was a couple that we connected up with, and they were from another town. I think like four hours away. Uh, I don't remember how we connected with them. Maybe they came to t- came to our town to do some shopping or something. But anyway, we started meeting them at a resort area that was halfway between our two two towns. And uh, they were a little older than us and both professional people. Um, and I think both had retired, I think, by that point when we met them. Uh, but they were... We were just hit it off greatly between all four of us. It was kind of like what the four of us have. It was just, you know, it was all just well and good with everybody. And we were laying, laying in bed at this resort one afternoon, having all been spent. And uh, the guy who was a psychologist and said, uh, he said, do you guys realize how difficult this is? I said, well, yeah, the last few minutes were really tough. I said, no, no. <laughs> He said, no, no, to find four people who can get along and not only on a personal basis, but on a, on a sexual basis and as well as we did. And he said, it's, it's hard enough for two people to meet and have, you know, to have a good relationship and a good sexual relationship as well. He said, four people is nearly impossible for, for it to work. He says, very, very rare. And he said, we, we have that going here. And he said, I hope we all appreciate what, how that is. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Yeah. I told you, uh, Nick, before we started this, that we were going to shoot for an hour. And I'll see what this is like once I finish editing. But we have crossed the hour mark. I, I knew we would. Uh, yeah, well, with the four we of are, us, we, we could do talk like for a talk. long, long time. Mm-hmm. So we appreciate Nick and Nora joining us again. We appreciate the time y'all spent with us, and hopefully we'll get back together relatively soon. I want to throw um, a mention out. We mentioned the Motor Bunny Buck, and the only place you can get that outside of Motor Bunny themselves is... Casual Toys, and you can contact them at casualtoys.com and mick and mallory who mickey, run, and, mickey mallory. and mallory who run that place will take really really good care of you so if you're thinking about buying a motor bunny buck or just even wanting to talk about it or anything else for that matter or any other kind of toys or anything else like that go to the uh, casual toys website at casualtoys.com and if you hit their chat button you will very likely get Mickey or Mallory or somebody will connect you with them and they can talk to you about it. Go ahead. I, 
I have a comment about that. I think I might have mentioned it when we were together a few weeks ago. The way your arrangement there was very good. You had it on the floor. The, lady, the ladies were on the floor straddling these things. As we're in the lifestyle longer and longer, our joints tend to not like to be on the floor in yep. <laughs> kneeling position that long. I, I think the it looked to me, and I'm not the one writing the thing, but it looked to me like the uh, ideal configuration would be to have it on some sort of a an elevated race platform, platform like, a, like a bar stool or some some sort of a something up higher so that it was almost like sitting on a, on a horse your feet could be on the floor or very close to the floor and you could i you could, i am gonna i think i have seen uh different accessories that allow you to do that yeah. So that is on our list to acquire some of those and tell people about it because obviously we we have them and use them a lot, and and I agree. You just it is a poor substitute putting a lot of pillows under there. Yeah. So I agree with you. Yeah. I think I think when you first brought up this motor bunny thing to us long, some time ago, I had never heard of it, and I went on found the website and had some YouTube videos, you know, sort of G-rated. YouTube videos, but one of them was a was a woman, maybe two women, as I recall, sitting at a slot machine in a casino. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pulling the one arm bandit and they're doing this and they're riding the the motor bunnies at the same time, and it was it was kind of amusing. That's what put the thing in my mind that that looked like a better configuration. <laughs> put it on a bar stool or something, right? Yeah. Uh, and the other thing too that we didn't even try when you were here is uh, you all the Motor Bunny stuff, whether it's the Motor Bunny Buck or their Sibian clone, uh, you guys could control that from where you live. You could control Mrs. Tango's with a phone app, which is kind of... We're going to have to try that sometime. We are going to have to try that. We'll, we'll FaceTime or something so you can, you can decide if you want to turn it up or down. We'll call that a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> Well, let us go. Oh, Mrs. Tango stuck you her can, hand in my face. Go ahead. You can reach Sibian to order one of their their play toys at Sibian.com. Yep. I, at one time, they gave us a discount code. I will have to look that up again. Sorry. Because we have had it for so long and, and talked about it for so long. Well, we, lived, we lived three states, one, two, yeah. Three states different from where we live now when we got the Sibian. One of the funnier podcasts we had, which was inadvertently funny, is we have a podcast where we interviewed the daughter of the guy who invented the Sibian. And I don't know what number that is. But but she talked about her husband, I mean, her father living out on the farm and the sheep, et cetera, and how he decided he needed to invent this thing. And Mrs. Tango and I were biting our tongues till blood come out the corner of our mouth, trying not to laugh. So if anybody wants to hear that podcast, we have a podcast where it says we interview Bunny, the the daughter of the man who invented the Sibian. Wow. She was actually very... Um, she was very... Yeah, go ahead. She was. Uh, she knew her stuff about uh, the Sibian. She played it as a 
She did not play for, play it for laughs. No, she was professional. She basically ran the company for her father, so she was yep. very professional. Well, we need to shut this thing down. Okay. Uh, we appreciate Nick and Nora being on here. I'm sure it won't be the last time that, that we record together. They're always a delight to chat with. I mentioned Twitter and people sending us direct messages. We want to thank everybody who... Uh, sent us a direct message on our question about how things have changed for you in the lifestyle over time. Our Twitter address is at two, the digit two, or more to tango. And that's our Twitter name. Our website, which nobody goes to, and there's really no need to go to it, but it is our email. <laughs> yeah, go to well, our website is two or more to tango.com. That's it. And our email is two or more to tango and both of those are spelled t-w-o two or more to tango at gmail we love hearing email from you guys uh there's at least one of you out there that we still owe a gift package of swag and stuff and we've been delayed on that i suck it's totally on me mr mr oh we meant to give you guys a package of that before you left and we'll send you guys a full set of stuff. We have a lot of cool stuff. Tomorrow, both of you, yeah. I'll package it up and get it in the mail on Monday. Yep. If you like us, and since we've been off the air for a while and we're trying to get back on a regular basis, if you go to Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star review, <laughs> either because you like us or you feel sorry for us, that really helps us a lot in terms of people finding us. I will also add for any lifestyle podcast that you like, uh, there's a lot of shadow banning that is going on on Twitter right now, which means when I make a post on Twitter and I put a photo on it, kind of like Facebook, you can tag people on that photo. But shadow banning means when I try to look up their name to tag them on the photo, you can't find their name and you can't tag them. And some people have been search banned where if you just try to do a search, you can't find their names. A lot of people in the lifestyle with changes that have occurred recently are being search banned and shadow banned and it makes people harder to find. So if there's any of the podcasts out there that you like, their lifestyle podcast, uh, retweet anything that you see by them on Twitter to help people find them and go to Apple podcast and give them a five star review and that'll help people find them, not just us. So uh, again, our email is two or more to tango, T-W-O or more to tango at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear suggestions you have for future topics. And we just love hearing from you guys. That's why we do this. And with that, Nick and Nora, we appreciate y'all being on tonight. And Thank you for Mrs. Tango. I'm done. <laughs> so to everybody out there, have a great night. Bye. You got the love that I want. You got the love that I need now, baby. You got everything this man could want. Now don't tell me. It's in the way that you love me.
Bye. 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 Bye.